0: From the and I'm a Christian
1: boy. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in for the program. This, of course, is Inspiration for Your Day, and I'm your host, Nicole Georges Bennett. I'm so happy that you've chosen to make inspiration a part of your day got a great program coming up for you more great music from across the Caribbean and uh, instead of an interview I've got more information from the groundworks.com series on spiritual disciplines so you don't want to miss any of that let's get into the music and I'll be right back
0: Oh yeah. No weight limit cause This party is heavenly Dance till your problems are away. It's a new kind of dancing Can lead you to your healing So get up and dance Dance your problem them away I know you have been waiting long But your breakthrough is today Forget about every negative thing Get up and dancing to your blessing It might look confusing But it's Caribbean Christian living Caribbean Christian And dancing in my blood Mm -hmm. Caribbean Christian ¡Ven Can- bien!
1: to start the day on the right foot and that of course is by acknowledging our Heavenly Father and thanking Him for the blessing of this new day. So why don't you join me and maybe especially if you've had a very busy morning and you haven't had a chance to have some quiet time, you know, get into your prayer closet. This is a wonderful moment for us to pray together and just invite the Lord into our lives today. Dear Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for this new day Lord God it is your breath in our lungs and we rejoice and sing and celebrate father that you have chosen us you have saved us thank you father for the wonderful gift of Jesus and salvation through him Lord we dedicate this program to you and we pray that whatever we do Lord will glorify your name we ask that you please remember All those who are sick and suffering across the world Lord especially from this COVID disease we ask Lord that you please touch and heal Lord as you will please protect our first responders our frontline workers we ask Lord that you continue to work your will in this world and that you would give us the presence of mind and the calmness of spirit Lord to do the work that you have called us to do in this season we love you lord and we ask that you forgive us of our sins in jesus name amen amen thank you for praying with me so uh yeah of course we've got to have our devotional right after we pray and today i've got a devotional for you titled watering again which i got from christianperspectives.net and it begins like this watering again jesus answered her if you knew the gift of God, and who it is, that asks you for a drink, you would have asked Him, and He would have given you living water. John chapter 4, verse 10. Living in a house without an automatic sprinkler system has been an eye-opening experience. It has made me realize just how often grass needs watering, and it's helped me learn the hard way that grass will simply die without a continual water supply. As I watched the sprinkler the other day, it occurred to me that much like grass, we continually need water. We need watering each and every moment of our lives. We need to draw from God's living water, His life. Only as we continually draw from Christ, His life and strength, will we be able to grow strong amid the scorching heat and searing winds of life. Are you drawing from Christ your living water today, or are you trying to live on your own? God's life and strength awaits you. Let Him water your soul over and over again each day. And of course, the way that we water our souls is by getting into the Word, reading it, meditating on it, absorbing it into our minds, into our spirits and praying and keeping open those communication lines with the Lord. It's how you build your relationship with Him, and it's how you get watered every day. We're going to get into the music in just a moment.
0: Hey, you! Just wanted to shout out here and tell you guys to join the TLC Youth Meeting via Zoom on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. To get the Zoom ID, you can email the Lakeside Church at info at lakesidechurch.ca. Or text CHURCH at
2: 647-501-5040. Again, you can text CHURCH at 647-501-5040. We're excited to see you guys.
3: In my mind I often ask myself so much of questions How do I move away from all these bad man companions? How to trust God more and not give in to temptations? Yeah But then my daddy say But in my very present hurt in time of trouble When I'm the man give me joy and he make it double so I made up my mind that no negative vibes can take over me. Since I put Jesus in my heart, oh yeah, you see a different kind of me. Oh, a different kind of me. Oh yeah, a different kind of me.
1: I want to give a shout out to everybody who's celebrating a birthday today. Remember, every year is another chapter. God fills the plans that he has written just for you. Happy birthday!
0: Me up with
4: with I can do anything Father God on my side, so I hate my mind. No one talking, controlling me. Since I put Jesus in my heart,
3: This is a different kind of me. Oh, a different kind of me. Oh, yeah, a different kind of me. I want the world to see a different kind of me, oh yeah So excuse me while I break out of this mold I make a difference in this world I against some walks, people can talk No more I want the world to see
5: Is your TLC Don't forget to Call one person Text two people from TLC Just to see how they're doing Pray for three people from TLC every day Let's be faithful to check up on each other Just like the Lord is faithful
4: me Oh yeah A different kind of me I want the world to see A different kind of me Oh yeah A different kind of me And she
1: back with some caribbean soca and after that will be the groundwork spiritual discipline series episode um so basically what groundworks is is a radio program that looks at various issues and topics that relate to the Christian life. And their spiritual discipline series I found particularly interesting. I really hope you enjoyed last week's episode, which was on prayer and fasting. So what I wanted to do today was kind of uh, backtrack a little bit and talk about why we actually need to practice the spiritual disciplines and what are they so all of that will be explained in this week's episode and then we will continue the series um, as we go forward so I really hope that it will be impactful to you and really help to you know increase your knowledge and help you in your development as we try to move from Christians who are on milk into Christians who are are on solids and become more mature in our walk. So all of that coming up. Stick around. Want to say hi to everybody who's reached out to say that they love the show and that they're enjoying it. So whether you're in the kitchen or you're walking and you're able to play it, I'm just so happy that you've decided to make inspiration a part of your day.
4: Jesus, up. Jesus. Let me go. I tryna
6: My God will defend me, The giants will fall, these are the daughter. up To the sky and swing it 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 from the ground. Put your faith in our the most high guy, cuz every single giant in you know your life will have to fall down. Put your sling up to the sky. Now let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. Look for lions in the eye. Now let it go, let it go.
7: After Jesus ascended into heaven, the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost and lit the church on fire. As the book of Acts shows, the Spirit continued to do amazing things, building the church in places like Corinth, Galatia, Thessalonica, Crete, and all over. It was all very energetic, all very exciting, all redolent of God's great power. But by the time we come across the last letters Paul wrote some years down the line, we find Christian believers settling into their new identity in Christ, and as that happens, we begin to see an emphasis on what we now call spiritual disciplines. Once we become Christians by the mighty power of God, there are disciplines, spiritual practices we need to engage in to stay spiritually healthy and fit. Today on Groundwork, we begin a series that looks at the role of spiritual disciplines in our lives as Christ's disciples. Stay tuned.
5: from Words of Hope and Reframe Media this is groundwork where we dig into scripture to lay the foundation for our lives I'm Dave Bast
7: and I'm Scott Jose
5: and Scott you know uh, there are certain seasons when many of us think about the disciplines in our lives I mean for example over the holidays we often think about dieting right <laughs> or when summer's approaching and we remember that swimsuit in the in the drawer Or at the new year, many of us have the practice of resolutions. We're going to try to change. But at any season of the year, it is appropriate for Christians to think about spiritual discipline. That's right. And these are
7: abiding practices. Uh, They really aren't meant to be seasonal or, or come and go. And so we're going to think about that in this new series. In this particular program, we're going to kind of give an overview of the disciplines. And then subsequent programs in this series, will be focusing in on one or sometimes putting a couple of different disciplines together. But And it's a good thing to do because some of us, I suppose, know a little bit about spiritual disciplines, but maybe not a lot. We wonder... Uh, is this kind of thing really that's more monastic, that the monks in the monastery focus on, uh, maybe nuns in a convent focus on disciplines, right. but us ordinary Christians, not so much, or, or should we, or what are they, how do we do them? Those are the kinds of things we we want to get at.
5: Right, and uh, I know that many of our listeners probably come from a, an evangelical or a Protestant background, as you and i do scott yep. i remember growing up for me the idea of fasting that was catholic you know they right. they couldn't eat meat on fridays but uh, this was totally foreign to us as evangelicals or as protestants but increasingly and very interestingly in our time there has been a growing awareness of and practice of the spiritual disciplines among christians from all churches and there have been a couple of key writers actually from the evangelical side Uh, who focused on this, I think, of Dallas Willard, the late Dallas Willard, a Mm -hmm. great name, and uh, in particular, probably Richard Foster and his well-known book, The Celebration of Discipline. Yeah, and that book, I remember, came out in the 80s,
7: I believe. It was about the time I was in college, and I know among college students, evangelical college students, uh, that, that book made quite a big impression and really put for a lot of us, some of the disciplines uh, on our radar screens. And again, for some of us evangelicals, it was sort of the first time. And uh, maybe we could just uh, mention and summarize, we just look at the table of contents, actually, of Richard Foster's Celebration of Discipline, and just mention uh, the disciplines, some of which we're going to devote whole programs to in the future part of the series. But he divides them into inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate disciplines, Inward disciplines include meditation and prayer, fasting and study. Outward disciplines include simplicity, solitude, submission, service, all S's on that one. Mm -hmm. Corporate disciplines are confession, worship, guidance, and celebration. And so those are, that's sort of Richard Foster's nomenclature, if you want to use a big word. That's how he kind of breaks them down and lists them uh,
5: among those various categories. But this isn't just a Catholic idea or increasingly now a Protestant or an evangelical idea. This goes actually back to the New Testament very clearly. This is something, an idea that becomes very important, especially as time goes on and progresses in terms of the New Testament writings. Some of the epistles that we're familiar with are very early on. They're written early when the, the church was right. especially concerned with theology and doctrine. But then there come these later epistles, and especially from Paul's pen, we call them the pastoral epistles, right. where he's concerned more about the church.
7: Right, And he talks, and we call them, by the way, we call them the pastoral epistles because they were written to young pastors, Pastor Timothy In Ephesus, Pastor Titus, working on the Greek audit of Crete. And so these were letters from Paul, kind of a senior pastor, to these young pastors. And some interesting themes emerge uh, in in those, including things that we're going to refer to in this program and probably throughout the series as what we could call kind of a spiritual hygiene. And I think, Dave, you've got a few verses from Titus.
5: Let me read from Titus chapter 2, beginning at verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared That offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, that's a wonderful phrase, the blessed hope, which is Christ's return. But in the meantime... God's grace teaches us to do something, and it begins with a big no to worldly passions so that we can say yes to lives that are, as Paul describes them, godly and upright and self-controlled. And what you find here is indeed what I referred to
7: earlier as uh, spiritual hygiene. So, you know, physically we know we clean our teeth, we wash our hair, we wash our bodies, we get exercise, we try to eat healthy foods, you, you stay fit. Lots of little things you do for your physical hygiene. Well, in the pastoral epistles in particular, uh, not just here, you find them throughout the New Testament, of course, but but Paul wants to focus on the things that Titus and Timothy as young
5: pastors can encourage their people to do to stay spiritually healthy. That's a great image really uh, that I hadn't thought of before. But hygiene, what is hygiene actually? Hygiene is the word, the Greek word in the New Testament that translates into English as sound practices or even Sound doctrine, sound sound teaching. Hygiene means essentially good ideas. You know what? It's a good idea to take care of yourself. It's a good idea to floss as well as brush your teeth. Uh, You don't have to do that, but then don't be surprised when your health begins to deteriorate. And these are good ideas for the spiritual life, for spiritual hygiene. You know, you have to do something. You can't simply sit there and be a spiritual couch potato And expect to grow in your faith. That's the point that Paul's making. And especially, it's interesting to me that he's doing this now near the end of his life in ministry. When his concern has become, how's this movement going to continue? How's the church going to go on into the next generation? And, and Paul has seen enough, and
7: we'll we'll talk about this, how this is still true in our world today too. Paul's lived long enough now to know that that in places like Ephesus where Timothy was pastoring and Crete where Titus was pastoring, there, were, there was a world of competing ideas out there. There were lots of different ways to get the gospel wrong. Uh, there were lots of things people could do that would harm their relationship with Jesus. And so Paul, is, again and again in Titus, And in 1 and 2 Timothy, right, you find that you must teach sound doctrine. And again, that Greek word, "hugianos," from which our English word hygiene comes. Keep them spiritually healthy. And he says that again and again and again.
5: Remember now, this is all in the context of thinking about transmitting the faith onto the next generation when the gospel first burst into the first century world there was a great deal of excitement so you read a book like first thessalonians and people are all amped up and they expect Jesus to return at any moment and then it didn't happen and no it turns out that God's will for us is to settle down and to follow in Eugene Peterson's wonderful phrase a long obedience in the same direction as Paul says we wait for our blessed hope so What we want to do is really dig into the idea of spiritual discipline and how it can be beneficial to us, and we'll do that next.
2: ThinkChristian.net is a collaborative Christian blog that talks about movies, entertainment, current events, and any other topic that has an impact on our faith and the way we relate to the world around us. What does it mean to think Christian? It's having a different perspective on how the world works. It's about exercising our faith in every aspect of our lives, heart, soul, and mind. Join me and thousands of others who go online to thinkchristian.net for a conversation about faith, culture, and what it means to be a Christian.
7: You're listening to Groundwork, where we're digging into scripture to lay the foundation for our lives. I'm Scott Jose, And I'm Dave Bast. And Dave, we are beginning in this program a new series on the spiritual disciplines. And we're we're tuning in particularly to and digging into the scripture of the pastoral epistles, uh, the two letters to Timothy and the one letter to Titus. And I just want to, we, we read some of uh, um, Titus 2 in the first segment of this program, but let me just reread verses 11 and 12 and we can dig into them even more. Uh, Paul writes to Titus, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And I really I, I want to focus on that word self-control, because if you've read Titus, actually, it comes up all over the place in Titus. People must be self-controlled, and earlier in Titus 2, Paul addressed different age groups, young men, old men, young women, older women, slave people, free people, everybody. You've got to be self-controlled, and it's a very, very interesting uh, concept in Greek. In fact, the Greek word, uh, sophroneo, uh, if you translated
5: it literally, it means to be in your right mind, which is an interesting concept. What strikes me from that those verses that you just reread mm-hmm. is that the first thing Paul says is that grace has appeared, and what he means is Jesus has appeared. Right. Uh, Because Jesus coming into the world, that's the new thing that's happened. It changes everything, and with him comes this wonderful grace of God, an announcement of God's favor, unconditional favor. That's what grace is, undeserved favor. But for many people, the idea of grace suggests, well, hey, great, anything goes then. Uh, it's all grace. Uh, there's nothing I really need to do. I just sit back and you know, let go and let God kind of a thing. And Paul says, no, you know what the first thing grace teaches us to do, it teaches us to say no. Right. No to exactly that kind of
7: existence that according to Paul, uh, was very common on Crete at the time, where Titus was a young pastor. But it's, it's common today, too. I mean, you just said the phrase, Dave, anything goes. Uh, young people today, there's this new phrase young people are, are putting out, YOLO. You know, it's Y-O-L-O, and stands for you only live once. So the idea is live it up, do whatever feels good, do whatever's convenient, grab the gusto, grab the, carpe diem, ring. yeah, carpe diem, seize, seize the, the day. day, yeah, party hearty while you can. And Paul is saying, look, the Cretan people live like this, and if he were alive today, he'd say, look, the American people, the Canadian people, all kinds of people live like this, but that's kind of a, a nutty crazy way to live. You know, when I was a kid, if my brother and I uh, would do something not just naughty, um, but something that was really foolish, something that was dangerously stupid, and I can remember my mother saying, are you out of your ever-loving mind? Well, that being out of your ever-loving mind is the opposite of self-control, because we just said that Greek word means to be in your right mind, And for Paul, that means to be in the mind that God created you with in the first place, which is a a mind of wisdom and of soberness and of control. And indeed, as we translate the word commonly now, of self-control. And how do you keep yourself in control? Well, here's where we come back to the spiritual disciplines. There's all kinds of things you need to do every
5: day to stay in your right mind and stay focused on God. A friend of mine who's uh, really into Scripture memorization, and that's actually one of the disciplines. It's right. a form of meditating on the Word and memorizing the Word. And we'll talk about that in this series. And we will. We're going to have a program devoted to that. But he says, uh, Scripture memorization is very simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And that is true of all the spiritual disciplines. They are exceedingly simple. There, there's nothing complicated to them, but none of them is easy. All right. And to do it, we have to be willing first to say no, no to our appetites, no to our tendencies, no to our habits. It's
7: simple, but none of them are easy. Uh, And they really do require that that sort of daily effort discipline. In fact, here's another uh, line from the pastoral epistles. This one from the first letter to Timothy, chapter 4, 7 and 8. Paul writes to Timothy, Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness, For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so there's that athletic image right. that Paul often uses and that is not uncommon in, in conjunction with spiritual disciplines like praying and meditating and fasting and uh, all of the other ones. It is like just the little things athletes have to do every single day to stay in shape.
5: And I think that's a great analogy and a great way of thinking about this whole question of spiritual discipline. Just as physically we need to get up off the couch and get active and get going So spiritually, there are things that we need to do. No, we're not uh, somehow earning our salvation by doing these things, or we're not piling up merit with God somehow. You you know, there are a lot of ways to go wrong in thinking about this as well. But there's a classic verse in Philippians chapter 2 where Paul says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, uh, for God is at work in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. But just take those two first words, workout. Right, uh, Workout, Paul yeah, says. Yeah, right. you, you got to engage in workouts, right. in spiritual workouts.
7: And Paul, of all people, knew that, that the purpose, indeed, as you just said, Dave, wasn't to get yourself saved. So in theology, there's this distinction between justification and sanctification. Those are big words, um, but they're they're fairly simple concepts. Justification is when God gives you all the righteousness of Jesus as a gift. It's as Sometimes when we say of justification, it's just as if I had never sinned, right? and that happens once, right? We're saved by grace. God credits to us the full righteousness of Jesus. Boom, you're saved by grace. But then there's the other, the, what follows next is called sanctification, which means becoming more like Jesus, literally becoming more holy. And that's a process that stretches out over your whole life. And and you do all these little things. You work out your salvation, as you just said from the Philippians verse. You train yourself from the First Timothy 4 verse we just read, not in order to get get saved, but because you already are, and -hmm. now you want to stay in step with Jesus and stay in tune with him. And so we do all these things, praying and fasting and meditating and serving and submitting and living a life of simplicity, because all of those little things that you do every day add up to a larger health in your soul in this case.
5: So it's good for you. That's number one. But here's number two, and maybe this is a great question, just to, to bring this all into focus, would you like to know God better? Mm -hmm. Would you like to have a closer relationship with God, with the Lord, with Jesus? Well, there are things that you can do, and it's the wisdom of the ages of Christian saints from all times and places who have given us tips on this that will bring you closer to God and deepen your relationship and benefit you as well. They'll be good for you. Uh, They'll lead to spiritual health. So just to bring this all to a close in our last segment— we'll review once again what those spiritual disciplines are and say a little bit about them.
2: Listeners like you make Groundwork what it is. Our website, groundworkonline.com, is another way that we work to join you as you dig deeper into the Scriptures. There, we continue to reflect on today's discussion about our world and the Bible. Plus, we look to you to help us think about upcoming programs. Finding us is easy. Just visit our website, groundworkonline.com.
7: I'm Scott Jose, along with Dave Bast, and you're listening to Groundwork and this first. Program in a new series on the spiritual disciplines. And we've talked now, Dave, about uh, spiritual hygiene, which is literally the Greek word Paul uses in some of the later letters uh, in the New Testament, Titus and Timothy, of staying fit, of staying healthy. And what we want to do... Good practices, in other words. good good practices that keep you healthy. And what we want to do as we close out this program is just look briefly at some disciplines that we'll spend much more time on in future programs. And show how, as you said a minute ago, Dave, the, the question behind the disciplines is, do you want to know God better? Mm-hmm. So how do some of the disciplines help us know God better? And maybe we could just start talking a little bit about
5: Well, we've, got these, yeah, yeah. we've got these internal disciplines, right. as, as Foster describes right. them. So that would be prayer and fasting, and those two things often belong together, right. and uh, scripture, meditating, meditating on scripture, studying scripture. ruminating on yeah. it, chewing it, digesting it, memorizing it.
7: And how does that bring us closer to God? Well, you know, we stay tied to scripture, we say, because scripture tells us the true story of the universe. It gives us the true narrative. And we stay closer to God when we realize who we are as God defines us in the story of scripture. So why do we meditate on the Bible? We believe that alone narrates for us our true identity. And when we know who we are, right? Uh, John Calvin always put together two things, knowledge of self and knowledge of God, and you need both. And And Scripture tells us who we really are. So that's why we meditate
5: on Scripture. It keeps us close to God by connecting us every day to God's story. You were reminding me, Scott, of an anecdote you read about uh, James Cone, a right. uh, well-known African-American preacher.
7: Somebody once asked uh, James Cone, "Why are sermons in in African American churches so long?" And James Cone's answer was, "Well, you know, six days a week, society tells black folks that they're second class, that they're no of no account. So on Sundays, it takes a while to talk people back into remembering who they really are as God's children, right?" And that's more what of the word. Does. Yeah. Right. Well,
5: and that reminds us of those public disciplines, which include worship, right? And uh, so Bible study isn't just a private thing that you do. Uh, on your own, in your quiet time, it's very important to read the Bible collectively with the people of God, to hear the Bible proclaimed, to worship, to celebrate. And that, too, you might not think of it that way, but that's a discipline as well. That's one of the spiritual disciplines is just going to church. We had a delightful visit just the other day, my wife and I, with my mother-in-law. My wife's mother is now 96 And she's no longer able to go to church, Mm. to her own church, which she did until very recently. But she goes every week now to the Vesper service in the retirement community Mm -hmm. uh, where she lives. And she told us that, and then she looked at us and she said, you know, if you get away from it, it gets away from you. Ah. And I thought, you're right. That is uh, the wisdom of age uh, and, and of the centuries if you get away from worship, it's going to get away from you. You're going to grow further and further away from God. And you just an, can't do it right. on your own.
7: And what an important connection this is because I think often when we think about the disciplines, we think about mostly the ones that Richard Foster designated as the inward ones meditation, prayer. So you can do this by, at, by yourself at your kitchen table, right? But there's an intimate connection between prayer and meditation on scripture at your kitchen table and Sundays uh, or whenever, whatever day of the week when you gather with God's people, where We also together pray. We together study scripture. We have a pastor explain scripture for us. Those disciplines, the the inward and the corporate, uh, are intimately involved with each other. And you're right. It is a discipline to go to church. And all you got to do is look at people who stop going and see what happens to their spiritual souls. They get pretty saggy. Uh, you know, they get spiritually uh, unfit, unhealthy to, to carry through the metaphor uh, we had from earlier in the program.
5: Well, and then, okay, there are these others in between of uh, the outward, outward ones, as one. Foster calls, service and giving, and simplicity. Uh, simpli- so, yeah, stripping away your life. Down down to its essentials, which actually isn't just a Christian thing. That's kind of a movement among many people in our culture today. But what we want to do in this series, we've talked a lot about worship in past programs. and In fact, we have a whole series of those that can be found online on our website, groundworkonline.com. We've talked a good deal about Scripture. But what we want to focus on are some of the less common, perhaps the less uh, usual disciplines mm-hmm. uh, for our audience, as we anticipate that. So we're going to do a program devoted mostly to fasting and how that relates to prayer as well, and uh, a program on memorization of Scripture, uh, meditating on it to the point where you remember the words and have them in your heart. Uh, we'll do a program on giving and uh, service. All right. And, and see how, Am I missing one? Well, the, and we'll see how simplicity see, yeah, that's uh, it.
7: frees you up to have the time to serve other people. If you're always uh, trying to build up a big enough bank account to buy the next biggest thing on the market, you don't have time or money uh, to give and to serve. So as you said, Dave, uh, these spiritual disciplines, as we've seen today by digging into Scripture in Titus and Timothy, they are designed to keep us healthy, and they are designed to give us good spiritual hygiene, and these are the things that then keep us close to God.
5: And just one last point. We're not doing this to earn our way or to right. uh, to make ourselves righteous, uh, but we're doing it because we love God and we want to go more deeply into Him. Well, thanks for joining our Groundwork Conversation. We're your hosts, Dave Bast, along with Scott Jose, and we'd like to know how we can help you continue digging deeper into Scripture. Visit groundworkonline.com to tell us what topics or passages you'd like to dig into next. <laughs>
1: this week's inspiration for your day. Thank you so much for having joined me. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to tune into the Lakeside Church prayer meeting, and that will be on the Lakeside Church Toronto on Facebook. And, of course, Sunday services at 1030 a.m., on the live stream and that's lakesidechurch.ca and again on Facebook. So make sure that you tune in for that and get your spiritual disciplines in. I really hope you enjoyed the show today that it's lifted your heart, put a smile on your face and a sense of renewed hope in your heart. You've been listening to Inspiration for Your Day. Have a wonderful and blessed day everybody and God bless you.